Hey everyone, this is Let's Get Practical with Daryl Girardia, and today we're talking about dealing with rogue ministries. Let's do this. Welcome to Let's Get Practical. This podcast is about church communications from a practical standpoint. It's about what works and what doesn't. It's about helping you get through all the clutter and noise and getting straight to the point. Today we're getting straight to the point about how to deal with rogue ministries. Now when I say rogue ministries, you may be thinking, one, that sounds really dangerous. What am I dealing with when I say a rogue ministry? Um, and when I talk about that, when I say that term, what I'm talking about is, is, is you're well aware you are the air traffic controller of the church. If you sit in the church communication seat in any way, shape, or form, if you're over social media, the bulletin, graphic design, video, whatever that is, you are the air traffic controller. You see everything going on because everything at some point probably has to run through you. So you see a lot of really great things going on. And then you see some things going, how did that get out the door? How did that flyer with that Comic Sans font actually get posted somewhere online? How did you know that, that YouTube video get released? How did that Facebook ad get placed? You see pretty much everything that goes on. And with that comes a lot of pressure and a lot of, of feeling like you are watching planes land and take off all at the same time. And you're thinking, okay, how do I keep this how do I keep this you know, ship, if you will, going in the right direction without it veering off course? What do I do that? How do I deal with these ministers who I love, who the reality of it is, is, man, they just drive me nuts because they're doing things that are against the brand guide or just don't look good. How do I handle handle that? I mean, you, you've seen it before. A lot of last minute ideas, uh, poor planning. You've seen it all happen where everybody's got this emergency and guess what? They throw it in your lap and they think it's your now your emergency or they don't go through you and they just do it themselves and ends up creating another emergency, which is you having to go back and fix that. Now, I think, again, I think for a lot of people, it's because it's just poor planning. At the same time, I'd also admit for some people, they maybe just don't know. They may not know that they're not supposed to do that or that doesn't look good. So they're just not aware. So what what do we do with that? I think for a lot of us in church communications where we struggle with this is we see all these things happening and we almost want to just scream stop and tell everybody nobody do anything until I take a look at everything. It just you want to stop the presses and you just say I need like 48 hours to figure out what's going on and then we'll we'll, we'll take it from there. And that's a totally on one level a reasonable expectation. The problem is is as you as a church are required to recreate create more content for all these social media channels and you are going and doing more content channels there before you're on Facebook, now you're on YouTube, you're on Instagram, you're on Twitter, you you feel like you have to keep up with all these things. You just can't yell stop and at the same time control everything else that's going on. It's just not feasible and it's just not scalable. So what do you do? What do you do? Because again, that's kind of our initial reaction. In fact, I kind of break the reactions down in kind of like two different ways. I say you're either somebody who's like a woe person or a go person. Woe is, hey, let's pump the brakes here. Let's stop for a second. Uh, I'm not comfortable with this. And then all of a sudden, you can almost like start a traffic jam because you're like, all these people have to get this stuff done. And you've basically said, everything's got to go through me, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you become the single choke point by which you will buy things. The funnel of stuff that has to happen all has to run through you. And the problem is, is for a lot of people, they're going to get really frustrated with you really fast. And you're just not going to be able to keep up with everything as hopefully your church grows. So being a woe person, trying to slow everything is going to eventually overload you. At the same time, you're going to get the reputation that if somebody goes to you, you're going to be a no person. You're going to say no. Uh, people are going to avoiding working with you. They're not going to see you as a partner. They're going to see you as a wall that they've got to work around 
in order to get something done. So you want to become a go person. You want to be somebody that when they when somebody brings you an idea, you dream with them, that you figure out ways they can accomplish the idea. You ask that great what if question. Well, what if we did this? Can you imagine if we did X, Y, and Z? You want to be seen as a go person. And how do you do that? How do you really become a go person in such a way that people start seeing you as an ally and things get done and you don't feel like one, you can you are overwhelmed and you're embarrassed by everything that goes out? Well, there's a couple things within that. One, you got to be okay with letting stuff go. You got to be okay with not everything looking perfect. Um, yes, you're going to have to delete some stuff, but you yourself have to let go of a lot of those smaller things and make sure that really what you're maintaining at the end of the day is really the big picture. And that's the mission and vision of your church, overall brand, etc. Two, you've got to help people and have people see you as an ally that you're helping them get to the root of their problem. So if somebody creates a flyer because they wanted more people to come to their event, that's not necessarily a bad thing in the sense of them creating a flyer. They were just trying to solve a problem. Their problem was, was we need to get people to come to our event or we don't think people are aware of our event, et cetera. That's probably something along that lines. So what you need to do is you need to sit down with that ministry and say, hey, help me understand why we created this flyer. Help me understand why we went that route to do that. And then kind of one by one ask the why questions. Well, why did we do it that way? Why did you do that? Why did you do that? And again, not trying to be combative, but you're trying to get to the actual problem because their solution to their problem may have been the wrong solution. And you can say, you know what? I got a better solution for you. It's going to make things quicker. It's going to be faster. You don't have to go through me. Instead, we're going to do we're going to do X, Y, and Z. I'm going to create you a template in Canva and then you can create all the graphics you want because guess what? All of our branding materials are on there. Knock yourself out. And guess what? They're able to move quicker. You've actually got to the heart of the problem and you can sleep a little bit better at night knowing that on at least some way, shape, or form, they're conforming a little bit more to what you want them to do. But that's how you helping ministries get to the root of their problem. You want to be seen as a problem solver, not a roadblock by which people can't get things done. So you want to be a, what I say, a go person. Don't be a woe person. Somebody tries to slow the whole process down and everything comes to a grinding halt. You want it to be seen as a go person. And again, that takes a lot of work because it's, it's something that means you've got to let go a little bit. You got to be able to move a little quicker. And you know you may have some personal preferences that you have to let go of. I know I have to do that. There are certain things, typefaces, there are certain things design-wise, video-wise, I'm not happy with, but I know the ministry's happy with. And at the end of the day, in the large grand scheme of things, really doesn't matter. So I'm okay with saying, you know what? Knock it out, have fun, let me know if you need anything. Why? Because I've got to take a step back and ask myself, you know, is that really going to matter six months from now, a year from now, six years from now, in their grand scheme of things, it's probably not going to matter. So I need to focus on things that are, is going to have an impact six months from now, a year from now, six years from now. So I want to think in that way, think the long-term view. And by doing that, I become more of a go person and less of a woe person. So there you go. That's how you deal with what I would call rogue ministries in your church that create a lot of chaos and eventually end up with stuff in your lap that you've got to fix, redo, et cetera, et cetera. We've all been there before. Thanks for listening to this episode of Let's Get Practical. If you like this episode, go on iTunes, leave us a rating, subscribe there as well. We're also on the Google Play Store and Spotify also. So thanks for listening to this podcast. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye.